for God to give us this 2020 vision so we can see clearly we can see clearly what we need to see that he opens our eyes. Did you know that if you're 2200 you're considered legally blind? You can't drive. You can't drive if your vision is 2050. Now you get to wear glasses, but once you start getting over 2050, they start putting restrictions on you. Aren't you glad? That some of these restrictions. In other words, they'll say, well, you can only drive, if you've got 2060 vision, for example, you can only drive during the daytime. And I think it's just interesting that vision is such an important factor in the kingdom of God. How we see things. What we're able to focus on. What we're able to really see with clarity. Because how well you and I focus is going to determine what matters the most when it comes to what God wants. And it's going to determine how good we can see with these spiritual eyes of ours what we're supposed to do with our lives. So that's why we're wanting to work on this. You know, asking God from the leadership to everyone, to our children, that, that we learn how to see better with our spiritual eye. You know, you do have a spiritual eye. It's called the eyes of your heart. And God loves to open the eyes of the blind. He loves to open the eyes of people. I've got several scriptures here I want to show you. And I want you to see what happens. What, what, what does God want to open our eyes to? Well, here's a few things that I notice, okay? First, He wants to open our eyes to see His help. Remember this passage a few weeks ago, we talked about this. Hagar is in the middle of the desert with her son Ishmael. And they're dying. They have no food. They have no water. And out of desperation, she prays and she finally leaves her child to die. And the Bible says these words, Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy drink. God had to open her eyes to see He was going to help her. And maybe you need to have that this year. That you're able to see when God is trying to help you with something. Another example, a very uh, common and very popular passage is found in Second Kings six. Elisha's praying. They're, they're surrounded by this this enemy, this army, and the servant is wigging out. He's, he's panicking. What are we going to do? He's wringing his hands, and Elisha just simply prays, "Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see." Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So the servant didn't even see it, and then God opened his eyes, and he saw something amazing. He saw the power of God. Oh, how I wish we could see the power of God more. Oh, how important it is to see the power of God working. Right? We want, I want to see the power of God work in 2020. I want to be able to see those moments when you're worried, when you're discouraged, when you think it's impossible. Tomorrow, we're talking about, we're looking at the eyes of faith. We are actually talking about, what do I do? What do I do for God to perform a miracle in my life? To work something amazing in my life? And we're going to be looking at that tomorrow morning. But you know, God wants to open our eyes to His power. He doesn't want us to worry. You worry? You know why? You've got 2100 vision when it comes to God's power. You can't see it. until you, You've got to get up close before you can see what some people can see. It takes a little more work. Pray, man, this is the year. Just ask God, God, open my eyes to see your power. Here's another one. 
And that's to see his presence. You got two guys walking on the road of Emmaus and Jesus joins them and they don't recognize him. He starts telling them, you know, like, what's going on, guys? Well, haven't you heard this guy? Blah, blah, blah. Where you been, man? And he talks about the son of God was killed and he's supposed to resurrect today, I guess. And then he starts talking to them a little bit more and finally say, hey, come eat with us. And as they sit down and he breaks bread, it says this. He says these words. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. What did God open his eyes? What are you doing, God? I'm opening your eyes. I'm wanting my disciples. I want my followers to know I'm on the path with you. You don't have to worry. But he also wants us to see other things. And this is a passage in Numbers 22, verse 31. I think sometimes God wants to open our eyes to our sin. He wants us to see our sin. Balaam has got some problems. He's got some pride. He's got some issues here. He's actually going to try to curse the people of God. And as he's riding this donkey, the donkey keeps stopping and, and moving around. He's going, what's wrong with him? He's beating the donkey, you know. And, and then it would run up against the rock face in a mountain as he's going through this little trail and rub his leg. If you've ever, I, I had some cousins that had ponies. And one of the things that the pony would do, these ponies, sugar, cricket, and um, what was the other one, Danny? Sugar, cricket. It was a, there was three of them. And what was interesting about them was when they didn't want you to ride anymore, they would just go up against the building and crush your leg. Man, you'd get off. And that's what's happening to Balaam. Every time he's like, what is wrong with you? And tries to beat him. Finally, the donkey just sits down. What is wrong with you? And look at the Bible says there. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw an angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. Now you may listen. Notice it says he bows and worships. He's broken by it. He's humbled by it. You may say, it's hard for me sometimes to see God's will. Well, if He can make a jackass see something, He can make you see it too. It's the truth. I want to tell you, a donkey could see the angel and Balaam couldn't. But God opened his eyes. He opened his eyes and what did he see? I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. He saw his sin. I want you to know, church, I think God's trying to open our eyes to see some of our sin that's holding us back. Holding not just you back, but the church back. God wants to open our eyes to that. He wants us to see that. Here's another thing I noticed. The Apostle Paul, I notice here that, that God is opening Paul's eyes to see his ministry. And so God wants to open his eyes to help you see your ministry. He's going to do that this year. Some of you are going to have your eyes open and go, wow, I didn't, I didn't know I could do this. Oh, I would love to try that. Look, it says, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. He went from persecutor to preacher. And he started preaching the Word of God. God took these blinders off and he saw his purpose in ministry for his life. But God also wants us to see some other things too. There's a couple more here. I think when he, he wants to open our eyes to see his truth. And we see this in David as he's praying this personally. He says, open my eyes and I may see the wonderful things in your law. Oh God, I want to see those things. I want to see what you're trying to tell me. And so when I open up my Bible, and I think it's something we ought to be praying constantly. God, help us see. Help us see what's in your word, what you want us to, what you want us to do, what you want me to be, what do you want me to learn? And then Ephesians 1, this is our theme verse. It's interesting that the voice translation is translating this into a prayer because the Apostle Paul and all the other translations is saying, I'm praying this for you. So the voice just 
writes it as a prayer. And it says here, open the eyes of their hearts. He's praying for a church that their eyes will be opened to his plans. Open the eyes of their hearts and let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you're calling them to embrace. Reveal to them the glorious riches you're preparing as their inheritance. You ever heard of 2020 hindsight? What are we saying when we say that? Oh yeah, we have no trouble seeing our past, huh? 2020 hindsight. God wants to give us 2020 ability to see clearly in the future. Better than we can see in the past. But there was a time in my life I had 2015 vision. It's better than 2020. And I loved it. I could read signs. I could do Not anymore. I don't have it anymore. I lost that years ago. But I notice I can see the past so well. I'm really good. And by the way, it's not just my past I see really. I think I see clearly. I see your past too. Huh? And God sent Tim. I want to open your eyes. I want to open Greater Alton's eyes to look ahead and see it as clearly and be excited and be hopeful. See, I know a lot of us here are not very hopeful when we look at the future. God needs to open your eyes. You're seriously blind because you see gloom and doom all the time. Honestly, church, it's the truth. We have 2100 vision when it comes to looking ahead. We just don't see it as good. And God says, I don't want you to be blind about this. I want you to see the hope, the inheritance I'm preparing for you. To see that your future is better. So much more to look forward to. My plan, I want you to see it. So God helps me see and He gives me light. And He doesn't want you to live in the dark. He doesn't want you to be in the dark this year. I was reading this little article about a woman by the name of Sandy English. In 2016, they had put an implant in her eyes. She'd been blind for 40 years. And they put this electronic thingamajig in her eye and had a wire that ran down into some kind of computer. And for the very first time, they show her, they show a video of her seeing for the first time. And they flip the switch on and her first response is, oh my gosh. Wow. It's, what do you see? Because it's like 10,000 lights have just been turned on. He goes, you know, and they're still working things out with her. The last two years, they've still been working on this product for her, getting her vision even clearer. She says, I can see the full moon again, and I can see fireworks again. Whereas before, for 40 years, I've not been able to see any of this. I can see my husband's face. It changed her life. A guy by the name of Oliver Sacks, who's a neurologist, writes in one of his books about a fellow named Virgil who hadn't seen in 50 years. He had been blind for 50 years. And he had an operation and got his eyesight back. And when he got it back, he didn't know what to do with it. He had the habits of being blind were so ingrained in his life, he couldn't deal with seeing. It just messed him up. He had to learn how to see all over again. You see where this is going? See, I have to learn to see all over again. A lot of things catch my notice, catch your notice. But I don't know if they're the things God wants us to notice. That God wants us to see. And we're going to have to relearn. We're going to have to really learn here how to look. 
Now I know many of you love these things. I want to show you one on the screen. This is a magic eye poster. Let's go ahead and see this thing. If you get up, oh, I know you love these. How many of you hate these? How many of you just can't say, yeah, you have to cross your eyes. You think I'm just, I can't, I can't see. Did anybody see anything yet? Keep looking. Keep looking. What? What, anybody? What'd you see? A Tyrannosaurus is in there. Beautiful dinosaur. Where's Meyer? Meyer, there's a dinosaur in there. If you look and cross your eyes slightly, you can see it. I see the dinosaur. I see it. How many of you see it? How many of you can't stand this already? You can't stand looking at it anymore. It's getting you a headache, isn't it? You know why? You gotta practice. It's hard to do this. It's hard to see this one. Anybody else see a dinosaur? How many of you see a dinosaur? Stand up. I, I see one hand. There. Mark, look at that. Mark Langrader sees the dinosaur. There's Tom back there. I know Brandon sees it. Okay, let's go to the next one. I'm sorry, it must have been tough. Here's Oh, look at this one. Tell me when somebody sees it. What is it? To learn all over again, guys. Our eyes are trained a certain way to see things in life. And these things really challenge us to go, huh? That looks like a mess. It's a wolf. Can you see the wolf yet? Do you see the wolf? I see him. He's looking right at you. Okay, this is a hard one. This is a hard one, the next one. No, those are easy. Okay, turn on the lights. What I'm trying to say to you is this. I look at these two, and I'll tell you, they frustrate me to no end. Yeah, I wanted to frustrate you a lot, okay? Jesus on a cross. Yeah. So, my point is this. My point is this. To see something, sometimes it takes a lot of work. And it's frustrating. It's hard because it's new to us. It's new. By the way, I haven't looked at some of these things for years. For years, I haven't. And and then I look at and I'm sitting there staring at my computer screen, and I'm thinking, I'm afraid my left eye is going to lock, you know, lock in place as I'm trying to look at this and trying to get trying to get the image. I need help. I needed to read what's in the picture for me to see it. And I'm saying, church, we're at a time where. We've really got to see what God's wanting us to be and what kind of church we're going to be. What we're really going to do. What kind of ministries are we going to have? How we want to reach our community. What's our role? Our identity as a church. And this is such a big thing. And let me tell you, it, it really is. A lot of stuff's on the line here. And it's going to come down to Not how the person next to you just sees it, but how you decide and what you're going to do when God opens your eyes. You see, I need a device to help me see. I need glasses. I need light. I need some things to help me see sometimes that I just can't see. Chris and I are over at the thermostat and 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 he goes, what do you see? I can't see a thing. I don't have my glasses. I put mine on. Well, it's saying this, it's saying that because... This machine over here was getting annoying. It was sounding kind of bad back here. Y'all noticed that, yeah. And so, I need something to help me see. I need something to open my eyes and to look through. 
And one of the things looking at Scripture this week was, was that one of the things that Jesus helps me to see, the way He helps me see is when I look through the eyes of Jesus. If I can look through the eyes of Jesus, it helps open my eyes to some things. One of the things about driving, let me tell you again, I found this out. I was reading about, you have to have, most people have 180 degree peripheral vision. You know, you can take your hands, look straight ahead, wiggle your fingers, and if you see them, you've got 180 degrees. You must be able to see 140 degrees or you can't drive. You've got to have at least 140. God wants us to see 360 degrees, folks. He wants to see all around us. Because that's how Jesus looked at life. That's how, that's what He did on this earth. And let me give you some things that I believe that God wants you and I to see. He really wants us to think about. Okay? Because when Jesus looks at people, He sees needs. When Jesus looks at people, He sees their needs. The Bible says that when He saw the crowds, it says His heart broke over it. He's filled with compassion over it. He's sensitive to this. And it says He sees that they're helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. And church, I'm just saying, if we'll look through the eyes of Jesus, we'll be able to see this more often than we, than we do. When we look through the eyes of Christ, we see that there are people all around us this way, even in our church building, even here tonight. I mean, how sensitive are we going to be about this? How observant are we going to be about others? Because last time I checked my Bible, the only time I'm supposed to look in the mirror and see my face is to see what the Word of God is saying that I need to change. But some of us, we're so caught up in our own selves, we don't even notice the people around us. And if you want God to open your eyes, look through the eyes of Jesus when you look at people. Another thing, when Jesus looks at pain, when He looks at pain, you know what He sees? He sees an open door to help. When He sees pain or tragedy or things that just aren't right, He sees it as an opportunity, not a hassle. The people around Him, some of them can't walk, some of them can't talk, some of them can't see. Some of them can't do anything. Some of the people around him, their minds are so twisted and they're so messed up. And what's he do? He stops. Stops what he's doing. And he helps them. He doesn't turn a blind eye. But he talks with them and walks with them and and tries to help them. I want us to be a church like this that the main thing is not the Sunday services and how well they go and the sound working just right and the PowerPoint working. Oh, we're doing our job. We're sitting in rows and we're getting some teaching. This isn't about that. Jesus says, oh man. I don't, in fact, Jesus was at the temple some, but not all the time. Most of the stuff He did was outside the box, folks. He, his eyes, He saw people hurting. He saw, and they needed help. And so He obliged and there, and there are people, there are people that need your help in your neighborhood, where you work. They're confused. They don't know what to do. 
And Jesus is counting on you and I to help them. Let me give you another one. When Jesus looks at sin, you know what he sees? He sees redemption. Not damnation. When he sees sin, he sees redemption. There's a woman washing his feet. A tax collector up in a tree. A rich man who's got so much money and the Bible says he, he looks at him and loves him. He sees his materialism. He sees his stingy and his selfishness and goes, you know, sell everything you got. Looks at him and loves him and challenges him. Doesn't condemn him. A crowd is around him, around the cross, and they're killing him. And what's he do? He sees all those people and he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Looks at his mom. Looks at his best friend. And when he turns after Peter's third denial and he sees a disciple that blows it, he doesn't go, Aha! I think he looks at him with the same kind of love. He looked at Peter before again and again. Redemption. Do we see people around us that need Jesus, that need forgiveness, that need redemption? Or are we just too busy with our stuff? I'll tell you something else I noticed. These are the things I think God wants to open our eyes to. He wants us to open our eyes to see people and what they need and try to help them. He wants us, when we see sinners, when we see sin, we don't get all puffy and better than everybody else. We see that they need help. They need redemption. And He also, listen, when we look at each other, when we look at disciples, we need to look like Jesus. Look at His disciples. Look at the disciples of His. Just like Jesus would do that. Because when He saw His disciples, He saw His family. Not friends. Not acquaintances. His family. Brothers. Sisters. He saw not only His family, He saw Himself, His body. He saw the hands and feet and eyes and ears and mouth that are left behind to carry on His ministry. And I feel like church, God wants to open our eyes to understand we need to be a church that this is your family. This is the most important family you have. It's not a club. It's not just some thing I do on the side. God, help me see. Open my eyes to see your church for what it is. And when Jesus looks at His cross, the Bible says He saw joy ahead of Him. When He looks at the cross, His cross, He sees the joy that it's worth it. And I say to you this year, I'm praying that God will open my eyes and your eyes as we carry our cross to not notice the pain and just see the pain and complain and whine but that we'll see the joy that if we'll carry this cross, others will be helped. Others will, others will be... If Jesus draws everyone up, He says, if you lift me up, I'll draw all men to me. And I carry my cross, I draw everyone to Jesus. I'll do the same thing. So I'm asking you, you know, as we look at this year, what do you think God wants to open your eyes to? Because it really matters this year. 
I mean, what are you wanting to see? What do you think God's wanting you to see this year? Will you open your eyes? Will you let Him open your eyes? Like never before. I think about years ago, I met this girl, and thank God her eyes were open enough to see I was lost. And she would share her faith with me and lead me to Jesus. I'm just so glad when I went to church with her, there were people that noticed, not that I was the center of attention, that noticed me, but they at least looked at me and responded to me when I was in their building. And it made a big difference in my life. I went home telling my mom, Mom, I went to a church with Denise, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's not like our church. Well, what's different about it? Everybody's nice. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's interested. They're interested in God and they, and they, they want me to be interested in God. It's contagious. And I know there was times she was like, I'm not getting anywhere with this guy. God, can you gotta open, open my eyes to see what I need to do here to reach this guy. So I don't know what to do. And I'm just saying this year, this year, I want us to open our eyes. Tomorrow morning, when we come to church, church, let's have our eyes wide open to the guests we have here. Our, our eyes wide open to what we're doing when we're worshiping. and We're worshiping God, for crying out loud. We're singing praises to God. When we see another disciple sitting across the room or next to us, that we see them as a part of our family that needs encouragement, they may be going through the ringer. You may be going through the ringer. And sometimes giving encouragement does wonders. And when the word is preached, you go, I wonder if he's talking to me. Just let's alleviate the doubt. Yeah. What does he mean by that? Oh, God, open my eyes. I don't get what he's trying to say there. And when you leave this place, that your eyes stay open, that you look to God and say, God, open my eyes to see that you're with me, that you've opened this door, this opportunity. That you're making this way for me. You're wanting to use me. Can we do that this year? Will you do that this year? Can you pray, God, open my eyes to see the wonderful things in your Word? Or God, open my eyes to see the hope, the future, my ministry, a person that you've put on my heart, Nobody else is around to reach him. You've put that person in front of me. Open my eyes to know what to do. Open my eyes to another disciple, a brother or sister that's going through the ringer that needs my encouragement, needs my love, needs my acceptance. Open my eyes to see what you want me to do with my money, my time, my talents. I'm going to stop right there. What we're going to do is I'd like for us to pray together. I don't know how you feel about praying together. That's a bad question. Think about it. Huh? You know, I listen to people, they say, I don't like this praying together. Like it's sinful or something. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. I just know that 
we've had several guests say to us on Sunday mornings, and I, I don't know how to explain it, you know? I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I realized, man, you pray with a guest. And you say, could we pray together? And then you read their response card. I had somebody pray with me. I've never had anybody offer a stranger pray with me at church. What kind of churches have we got around here? There's just something about when two or three or four of us get together and we're praying together. Something magical does happen. And I want to encourage us. We're going to do that. We're going to break up in groups here. And I want to ask you tonight, let's just pray that God will open our eyes. And maybe it should start just asking God to open your eyes to something. That you know, the Holy Spirit's put on your heart. I need to open my eyes to this. May you pray for somebody else and their eyes be open about something. That's okay. But we're going to do this. We're going to spend some time just praying together. And let's, let's have some fellowship together, okay? So let's break up into groups now. Let's pray. Let's ask God to open our eyes tonight.